Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Crafty. Hello. Who's been thinking about taking a four-wheel drive straight off the showroom floor into the bush. And welcome, Tung, who's been looking at the latest instrumentation that's weirdly old school. Uh, And we'll update you on the busy world, or is that cosmos, of our favourite Martian in this week's Muskwatch. So stay with us. But first, we've had some feedback. We've had quite a lot of feedback, and it's all good. Awesome. So first of all, um, our friend in the USA, Blake Swan, he wants to know why utes sell so well in Australia. You know, he says, is it a bunch of short guys uh, trying to look (laughs) tough? Um, as, well, in yes. the, as in the USA, <laughs> he believes is the experience in the USA. Or are they used genuinely for off-roading or, you know, some other uh, more genuine purpose? He's surprised to see also that Jeep's relatively modest sales numbers um, is off-roading a priority um, with those cars. So it, as far as I can see in Crafty, you're well-placed mm. um, as our adventure editor to, to comment. But it's not so much off-roading. The Utes are more a commercial vehicle that's morphed into a, a multi-purpose family come work type vehicle, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, they're, they're, they're everything to, to everyone, I think, nowadays. Mm. Um, as we were discussing earlier, I think people people want something with sort of everyday functionality. Uh, and it just so happens that Utes have become that sort of go-to vehicle. Yep. Uh, you can carry stuff in, not a lot of stuff in the tray, um, yeah. as, as we also chatted about earlier. But, um, yeah, they really are sort of suited to mums, dads, tradies, uh, people who want to get away on mm-hmm. the weekends. And they're increasingly, you know, your lifestyle absolutely. choice as well, yeah. aren't they? So yeah, they're absolutely. dressed up, they're tricked up, yep. jacked up, all that kind of up. and. Yeah. Um, you're right that the load space, actually, when you come down to it to chuck stuff in there, yeah, you can put some tools and, and what have you in there, but forget about big lumps of timber. That's why you've got the kind of racks on the roof and yep. whatever the, yeah. the bit at the tail end is yeah. where you can strap stuff yep. up. You Absolutely. Know? And that's a rabbit hole we can go down another time <laughs> because that, that gets into sort of stuff like payloads and, yeah. and sort of, um, you know, how much you can tow. And yeah. we all know those figures can sort of be in I the realm of fantasy. That, that versatility of them as well, you know, where you can use them just for everything. You want to yeah. go surfing, throw your surfboard in the back there. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you have tools that you use, you know, from your, your nine to five job Monday yeah. to Friday? You can yeah. throw the tools back there. Yeah. You can take the so, kids to school and everything. So, so I, I yeah. think to answer yeah. Blake's question, uh, there's probably a bit of A and a bit of B that, yeah, that yeah. there are some yeah. genuine workers who want these vehicles and they want to cut their family as well. Absolutely. And the show ponies that want to, you know, yeah. dress yeah. them up and, yeah. and be a bit tough about it all. So yeah, yeah. It's, Absolutely. And it's they may never similar. go off road. I yeah. mean, they may, you know, no. it, it, it might be wet cra- grass at the soccer ground. Yeah. Correct. I mean, you know, yep. that's, that's the moment. Correct. So, but good question, though. Our, um, our regular of regulars, Hammer Rocks, has come at us. Hammer. With, you know, <laughs> a thought about wagons as enthusiast cars. You know, he thinks back to the original Porsche joint venture, uh, Audi RS2, which was a wicked five-cylinder turbo wagon, and the RS4, which originally was a V6 turbo, um, that replaced it from the 90s. So he's on board that you know, wagons do have a bit of a heritage um, in performance terms. Yep. So thank you, Hammer. Wax333 Oh, hold on. Been... Did, did Hammer get his cap? Oh, did we, we send him some gear? We or? did. We yeah. sent him a cap. We, awesome. we, did he send us a photo of him wearing Not that? so far. Okay. Good call. Hammer, yeah. send us the photo, please. please. Comments at carsguide.com.au. Awesome. We Good want on you, Hammer. That hat on your bonce. Yes. Thank you. 
And That's wa- your head wax, for all those kids who don't know what a bomb is. Wax triple three has been thinking about Chesto's badge value example. We were talking about how much is a badge worth last yep. week. Yep. Uh, the case study being Z4 and Supra. Yep. Uh, and he's thinking Supra owners will be paying BMW money for repair and replacement parts because, you know, the, the drivetrain yep. uh, or the, the whole powertrain is actually BMW. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's is, a really good point. Yeah, that is a question I actually put to BMW and, oh, uh, good on you. You know, earlier this year and they yeah, actually yeah. said, you know, Toyota are going to have to get their technicians out there to get it trained, uh, to get them trained to mm. service yes. this car. And it looks like, you know, this, the car obviously hasn't launched here. The Supra hasn't launched here in mm. Australia yet, but it looks like uh, it'll likely be that only select Toyota dealerships will be able to service this car. Right. Wow. You know, we're getting very limited numbers of the Super as well. It's just sort of 300, 350. And I suppose it'll also be a question, if it is small volume, Toyota may not yep. be bothered. But um, they may go down the path of saying, well, we're just going to bite the bullet, make it an investment. Yep. We'll just have to sell our parts yep. at a lesser lesser price. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So you might have BMW owners ducking into the Toyota dealership yep. to, to get their parts there. <laughs> sort out their Supra. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And yeah. their Super. Um, now, <laughs> SC has just come in with a, a random well done Chesto. Your hat's in the mail. So that might be on uh, Chesto's analysis of that whole oh, okay. brand nice thing one. last yeah. week. Now, Greg Wallace, he's come at us. He's basically strafed us with three, you know, different pieces of feedback. We were talking about Lavorg and Subaru and, yep. you know, why it wasn't more of a, a success. He says that it's actually Grovel in the mirror universe. So Lavorg mm. backwards is Grovel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What are they thinking? I have things to say on Elon Musk, but I need to do some uh, chin rubbing. So he's, he's going to come back to us on Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, he's also concerned about our obsession, uh, our reviewers' obsession with water bottle storage in a car. Mm. He says, mm. back in his day, if you wanted a drink, you stopped at the server. Yeah. All right? Fair you, enough. you weren't yeah. worried about yeah. the on, onboard liquid on, yeah. storage. Yep. Yep. Um, says, come to think of it. If you can get booked for, you know, sticking a phone on your ear, why is sticking something in your mouth while driving mm, legal? Yeah. And uh, yeah. glad you asked, oh, yeah. Greg, because we do have a story on, you know, is it illegal to eat and drive? Mm. And as it transpires, yeah, technically it's not. Mm. But if you're doing something that endangers other people that you're driving recklessly, the police can absolutely book you. Yeah. So if you're, juggling, if you're juggling three hamburgers, then, yeah, that's yeah. right, and you've got no hands as, on the wheel. To- I've seen him. No, no. I do. <laughs> He's been stationary. Big Mac's but, yeah. behind the wheel. But then Greg finally came in with the trifecta and said, the Gold Logie Award for most popular snake oil salesman goes to... Elon Musk. So nice. he's done the chin rubbing and he's, he's given us his verdict. Glad you rubbed your chin. Mate. Now, what up, yo, says the Genesis G70 is too expensive. We were talking about that in yep. the context of what's a badge worth. Um, it's as simple as that, build the brand. You know, that before you charge a premium price, you have mm. to put some yep. worth into it. Absolutely. So that's fair comment. John Burke, he says, where's the podcast, guys? Is there one? What? Uh, so, uh, and he, he was commenting under the video of the podcast oh, on you know, right. YouTube. Yep. So, I think his tongue was firmly in cheek, yep. and okay. maybe he Fair wants enough. more substance from our, our podcast. Maybe I'm yeah, not let sure. Us know. But <laughs> then, let us know. Prince Dog Official also found the badge brand value chat um, interesting. He's a four wheel drive enthusiast and mentions the quote Toyota tax. Yeah, yeah, where absolutely. Anything with a Toyota badge seems more expensive and carries its value through to the second hand market. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, resale is, yeah. Yeah, correct. So you do get strong resale, yeah, but you've yeah. probably paid a little more up front. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. He's surprised with the big price difference between the Super and Z4. He's seen reviews where the Toyota's quicker. 
um, even though they're similar weight with an identical drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So, look, that'll all come to pass when we can get our hands on a car and we'll we'll see how it measures up uh, with the Z4, but that that's fair comment. So thank you to all of those people who've taken the time to give us their feedback. It's fantastic and very much appreciated. Top work. Now, Tung, yes. the news, you're, you've you've joined the Cars Guide team. Yes. You're going to be our Melbourne-based operative. Yep. And you are overseeing our news reporting. Yep. And what's the news on digital instrumentation. That's something you'd like to talk about today. It absolutely Fill is. Fill us in. I guess, first of all, I'd like to say, hello, what is up, everybody? <laughs> uh, I'm so, so excited to be aboard and uh, be part of the team. Or you could say, what up, yo? What you up? Know, one of our comments. Yep, yep, yep. for sure. Directly what he's making me right very uncomfortable. He's not, he's not usually this polite, so he's making me very <laughs> uncomfortable. Right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd kick things off with um, a chat about digital instrumentation. Um, you know, you see these new systems in cars now where they're, they're, they're fit in 10-inch, 12-inch screens, but they still have this adherence to displaying that information in a round, almost analog way. <laughs> yeah. What is the point of that? I well, mean, we, we were talking about it, weren't we? The, yeah. the ideal, I suppose it's just gently, gently kind of getting people to yeah. embrace yeah. something that's quite different. Yeah. They could go full on and make it Multicolored zigzags or whatever. Yeah. So okay, we'll give you the. It'd be nice to have the option mm-hmm. of your traditional analog dials, yep. and then you can configure it so that you've got your big digital speeder or whatever you want. But your point was that's not always the case. No, no, no not at all. I mean, you know, you you have systems now. You know, you have systems now from Audi, which which are great. That virtual cockpit, I think, is the best instrumentation implementation on any vehicle on yep. the market at oh, the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way you can sort of tweak things, change things, get the information sort of up in a clear and legible way, uh, quickly and easily, just from a few clicks of the steering wheel. And then you compare that to something from, you know, Mercedes-Benz or mm. BMW. Pretty yeah. static. Pretty static, yeah. yeah. The yeah. new 3 Series interior, yes, they've got, you know, it's not round gauges, but they're still you know, circular shape. The thing being that Audi was pretty much at the leading edge of this, yeah, wasn't it? You yeah. Know, so they, they're first and still probably the, the gold standard. I would absolutely say yeah. so, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I want to see more customization. Yep. I want to see, you know, an app store sort of style, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. system implemented. You'd like you to can... be able to print, you know, Tung's dials above oh, the top on absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about, you know, you give us an app and we can design <laughs> our own <laughs> instrumentation yeah, and just bad. send it over into the Jeez. car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of stuff yeah. you, that you can do yeah. on your tablets, your phones, your computers yeah. these we'll days. We'll deal with those legal problems. Yeah. Though, so no problem. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah so the, I take your point about the BMW one in that, you can change through modes, okay? So yep. the engine, trans, exhaust, all of those things. That's, that's what that weird sort of thing in the middle there is. Pick like up, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 steering, like a, the steering wheel. Oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> is that what you use it no. for? Yeah. <laughs> but what that seems to do is just give you a different colour yeah, uh, yeah, behind yeah. your instruments, yeah. makes it look a little angrier, yep. but you're not getting any fundamental no, change or no. ability to really reconfigure things. Not at all. We'll throw up some video of this, obviously, to yeah. uh, give a visual representation of it. But the, For people watching on YouTube. The BMW, <laughs> the 3 Series system, just, just tends to have a very sort of lo-fi maps in the middle of instrumentation. Yeah. You can't change that. And you compare that to, you know, Audi's virtual cockpit, which looks basically like Google Maps, mm. yeah. where it's detailed, it's colourful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you've got quite a... You can zoom in and out, and you've got quite a lot of information at your fingertips. And the BMW one just looks like... And strangely you know, enough, <laughs> most, on most of, of the time, yeah. not all the time, I do know where I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's not 100% necessary <laughs> yeah. to have the map there. Exactly. Yet, it's the default 
thing. It's yep. not at fault. It's the setting. Yeah, yeah? exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I've got to say though, I don't know about you, Crafty. Yeah. If you've um, got into recent Merc passenger sedans, their mm-hmm. twin screen kind of display yeah, where they've nah. Siamese these things yeah. together, oh, really? and it just gives you this widescreen okay. instruments here, media over here. Does it's that breathtaking. Work? Does that, it's beautiful. Yeah. It looks very techy mm. and and uh, lovely when it all lights up. Yep. Um, yeah, it works. I couldn't help thinking about you know a classic car restorer twenty years hence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been looking everywhere oh, for the, the, for the diode that makes yeah. this screen yeah. work. I can it's imagine. It's going to be a nightmare. I mean, we all want the experience to be engaging, like the driving experience to be engaging, yep. but you also want the tech mm. to be user-friendly and yep. easy. Even when you're going slowly off-roading, you still need to access oh, stuff yeah. quickly yep. and you yep. still yep. need to know yep. where to, you know, what to, you know, the dial or well, the, whatever. The one you that gets me is to be when you're using clear. a hill descent control yeah. or even ascent control yeah. and you can change it with by yeah, whatever speed, means, yeah, yeah. it really helps to know where you are Absolutely, in yeah. terms of yeah. your retardation yeah. Yeah. at yeah. any given moment. You want that to be clear yeah. as crystal. Yeah, and you want it to be precise. You Those don't want to be trying to figure road. it out yourself. Yep. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a great point. But it's funny, you, you bring up that intersection. It's almost, um, you know, cars and technology are almost starting to merge into one yeah, sort of thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And oh. they're not exclusive of each other. Like, no. you can still have an engaging experience driving something, but yep. it can still be full-on high-tech, yep. but just uh, really user-friendly. Too true. Mm. I mean, you want you still want to be able to feel like you're operating the car yes. rather than the car's in control. That's probably coming down the track. Mm-hmm. But right now, there are some things that are immovable. You'd, you'd like them to be adjustable. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. maybe one of those things. Absolutely. It'd be great to get people's thoughts too. You yeah, know, whether absolutely. they're currently driving a car with your old, geez, this thing has a cable fixed in the back of it and it goes down to the diff <laughs> or the gearbox and you actually get a read on how fast we're going. Or whether it's electronic or whether it's digital. You know, how, how people are yeah. relating to, yeah. to this kind of technology yep. and yep. it's it's filtering down to more and more cars yeah? absolutely all right well crafty yeah we will move to your good self um the concept of off-road ready straight off the showroom floor it's been occupying your mind recently Feel yeah on your yeah. thoughts well I, I had the pleasure of uh driving a wrangler Rubicon. a wrangler, a wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> is that a rectangular that a wrangler yeah <laughs> That's I knew you'd pick me up on that. <laughs> a wrangler. It's like in one of my recent reviews, I meant to say frills, but I kept saying thrills. So it's the speech impediment. Whatever. It's a, no, Whatever. It's a, no thrills. It's a, <laughs> it's a great word. It's like someone that works on the farm that has a specific yeah, task. Yeah. We'll need I've to been, get the wrangler I've in. I've been and speech yeah. impediment shamed. Thanks a lot, yeah, fellas. Thanks a lot. I know I can come here for support. <laughs> Anyway, I went in a Rubicon yes. uh, 2019 uh, model. I took that out. And what it led me to think was, um, and this thing is very capable. I, I, I took it um, onto a four-drive side, an unofficial one, very hardcore. Yep. Um, I probably wouldn't take any other showroom sort of standard vehicle out there. Uh, beyond uh, perhaps a 70 Series Land Cruiser mm. or something like that. or. A gymnier to stretch. And what is it about the uh, terrain craft? Is it rocks or is it steep or is it... Uh, this was the... a bit of everything, JC. Okay. Um, yeah, this, right. this started off with some very deep wheel ruts, so some moguls, yep. uh, if you yep. will. Yep. Um, and, and and the Rubicon has a sway bar disconnect. Yep. So you can sort of boost the, the wheel articulation. It's it's already got a fair bit of standard, but um, you, can, you can disconnect that, which helps out, uh, you know, your wheels find traction. 
Uh, it's got a front and rear diff lock. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. Ground yeah. clearance is a bit iffy. Like we did find right. ourselves scraping the belt. But like I say, it was hardcore. Um, the tyres were great. And these are standard tyres, mud train tyres, BFG, BF Goodrich. Yeah, right. Um, unreal tyres. Great. Plenty, plenty of tread bite. Um, and for the stuff that we were driving... Fantastic. Um, I know I always harp on about tyre pressures, but I mm. always find it quite insightful not to mess with them. All right. As okay. your ordinary Joe would drive out and think, well, I can drive anything. I've watched the ads. Yep. I'm going to drive anything. Yes. Um, uh, just to see how far it would get. With And I, I did everything. Um, right. And I'm talking right. sort of uh, halfway up the door deep mud holes. Wow. Um, uh, some pretty sort of so in in stuff. that kind of setting where you've got you're wading through yeah. something. Yeah. Did the water find its way into the car? No, or no, or, no, no, no. I mean, you try and keep a bit of a bow wave in front of or, you. Um, um, it's not it's not rocket science. You've yep. just got to drive conservatively and sensibly. Yep. You don't have to sort of rampage through everything. These right. things will will often climb over anything um, if if you just take your time. Yeah. And so to, to your point, this this car is rock stock standard yeah, as it would that's, come to that's anybody off out the of, showroom. straight out of the showroom. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, standard with those tyres. Yes. And those tyres are, are a big plus. I mean, otherwise it's it's yep. pretty damn capable. Right. So but, be, um, being a bit of an off-road noob yeah. in the in the room here, what, what, what do you think a car needs to have to be, you know, off-road ready or oh, capable? Oh, Tung, that's the, that's the question that every... Uh, tyres. Tyres yep. and um, uh, a little bit of ground clearance, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but tyres are the big thing. Yep. Um, and just a little bit of considered driving. Mm, yeah. Um, a lot of these things are pretty capable. Um, it's really, you've got to think about ground clearance though, whether you're going to go in ruts that are so deep yep. that you're going to be getting hooked up on the, on yes. the, on the, on the belly of the vehicle itself. Yeah. Um, for climbing rocks, I mean, the technology and all these things is fantastic. But again, if you're just trying to rampage mm. over everything, yep. you're yep. going to damage your vehicle. Yep. You're going to put you and your passengers in danger, yep. quite possibly. Yep. Yep. And there's no need to do it. I and mean, the, the, just... the thing that I constantly get confused about is the difference between a ride height and ground clearance, yeah. you know, where the body yeah. is relative yeah, well, to the a, hard points yeah. under the well, car. This, this is also a big issue. Front. And I mean, um, uh, I mean, running clearance and ground clearance – uh, essentially the two sort of same things, if not similar. Um, a lot of car makers sort of get away with giving you fanciful figures right. mm. in the spec sheets, and it's nowhere near that when you actually measure it. Right. So is it ground to body as opposed to ground to the bottom of the diff or yeah. You know, yeah, that's or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. because you're, you're running clearance um, is, is, is whatever the lowest point of the vehicle is. Not just uh, you know your side steps; it's what's going to hit the ground yep. first if you if yes. you're not driving sort of uh, sensibly. Yes. So, but that's a whole other rabbit hole so we would, can go down. Would, in would you show. would you think though that the majority of of uh, vehicles that are put up there as look this is ready to go bush, that's a truthful statement, or there are some weaknesses in there, and this Wrangler is the odd one out in that you can yeah. go and do all that. It's yeah. special in that sense. Well, it comes back to Tung's question. Um, what's the most important thing? A lot of these things roll out of the showrooms with with highway tyres, right. set yeah. at road yeah. pressures, right. Yeah. Right. and that's going to you know they're just going to sort of scramble away for traction if you get on anything pretty serious. Having said that, a lot of these things, and I mean, people have different ideas of going off-road. Yes. Some people, mm. it'll be gravel tracks. Yep, that's Some off-road. people, it'll yep. be uh, sort of medium to deep ruts. Other people will want to 
crawl up rocks. It's the beach or it's, hill, it's so. whatever. Yeah, yeah, or beach sand. So. so as a manufacturer, you've got to try and pick a, a middle ground. A sort of happy medium. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. to allow people to drive the car on bitumen, which is, let's face yeah. it, where it's probably going to be yeah, most of the time. most of its life. And yeah. if you are one of those people that wants to really you know, get on with it, yeah. you'll be in the aftermarket or their accessories department yeah. Absolutely, know, uh, putting, yeah. Yeah, putting whatever so. on it. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, things like the Jimny and the Rubicon uh, are pretty good. And right. you'd imagine that those things, there'd be a huge compromise in on-road ride and handling. Yep, yep. But, but I'm happy to say, um, you know, maybe with the Jimny, it's not as diabolic as, as, as you'd imagine sort of driving on-road. And yep. the Rubicon also. And those tyres, again, I'd, you know, I hate to come back to the rubber, but um, they're surprisingly quiet yep. on-road. Yep. And it's the steering's a little bit sort of... Um, Sort of free you can and easy. Say a bit wrangular. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Not I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and say wrang, wrangular again. But um, wrangler. Yeah, good. Yeah. But good. Um, yeah, and I mean, so on road, they're not. They're not as uh, as terrible as some people might imagine. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's food for thought, though, isn't it? You know, you, you, if that that Jeep and they've built their reputation uh, over a very long period. Yeah, trail ready, trail mm, ready. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you can believe it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's interesting. All yeah. right, now. We're going to talk about other vehicles now, the ones that have been residing in our garage, uh, as well as as the Jeep. Um, now, I'm going to kick it off. This week, I was driving a C-Class C200. Hmm. So uh, that's an interesting car because the C-Class is such a, a core, like it's the backbone almost of the Mercedes-Benz range. As it's continued to proliferate out into niche after niche, uh, the C-Class has remained uh, a, a constant. And this one... It's the C200, so it's the entry point into the the C-Class. You're talking still about $65,000, but it's a 1.5-litre four-cylinder car, um, but with the turbo. And this one has the um, EQ Boost, so it's actually a mild hybrid. It has a a starter generator between the engine and the transmission, which can actually give you a a boost of extra oomph. Um, It runs a 48-volt electrical system to to run some of the bits and pieces as well as the standard 12 volt and an electric compressor that that gets um, some boost going before the exhaust has a chance to to spool up the turbo to minimize that lag factor i've got to say i found that from step off you know when you're just stationary Mm. i I thought it was still a bit hesitant yeah it wasn't actually it wasn't actually as instantaneous (laughs) as as i would have liked it to be But the other thing that got me about the car was just its overall quality. It's so mm. nicely put mm. together. And as an entry-level car, it's got the Artico um, trim, which yeah. is vinyl. Yeah. All right. But so well done. Honestly, I would say nine out of ten people would say that's leather. Really? It yeah. looks yeah. like it, feels like it. It's a really good material. I'd imagine it'd be as tough as old boots, you yeah. know. Um, so I was, I was impressed with the car. The design, it's got the digital everything. It's yep. got a, a big digital media screen, the digital yep, display in the dash. And you enjoyed yeah. it? You found it, you know, quite useful? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't play with it a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was concentrating on the trim, yeah. <laughs> which was strange. Um, but um, I also found, I jumped in the back and it was a little bit limited for headroom, which right. was, I, su- yep. I was surprised by. You know, I'm not the shortest or the tallest mm. person. I'm probably somewhere in between. Yep. And uh, yeah, oh boy, that was quite obviously not Oh, good really? What, your head, head was... It, it touched, mm, yeah, it touched really, the yeah. roof. So okay. I, I would have expected something different. But um, yeah, I enjoyed driving the car. It was just so so nicely done. The attention to detail is, is so obvious. Yeah. So if you're in that kind of market and you want your traditional sedan 
uh, you, you could do a lot worse with a few mm. little foibles here or there. I guess, Did they move? Know, Sorry, Matt. Speaking about you know niche filling a Mercedes, you know the new new generation, the second generation CLA is actually longer. The is it the C-Class? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, look, from time to time, I think I know where you were going, Crafty. Mm. The C-Class has occasionally broken into the top 10 selling models mm. in the country. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's such a popular car. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I, I can see um, yeah. how it's done it. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. Now, Crafty will uh, move to yourself. Oh, what? you've covered me off, mate, with the Wrangler. The Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> You bar, okay. you bar stools. You'll never let me. Uh, <laughs> never let me live that down, will you? All right, fine. Well, Tung. Yes. What you you have been driving something that's a reasonably recent arrival. Yes, I uh, landed in showrooms late last year. Yeah. It is Audi's new Q8. Yeah. So this is their uh, top tier flagship SUV now, um, mm. based on the same platform as the Q7. Yes. Uh, but doesn't have third row seating, so it's only two. It's only a five seater. Five seater. Yep. Big boot and a swoopy, swoopy roof line. Uh, so, so with the swoopy roof, roof, roof line, um, regular. So the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the Q7 is a seven seater. Yes. Yeah. So they've gone Q8. It's your SUV coupe style yep. body. Yep. Sacrificed the third row of seating. Yep. All right. So, do you get a little more? St- you don't get any more storage space because it's compromised, ah, I it suppose, is, with yeah. the fall of the, the turret the towards the, the back. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, but, you know, I I don't have any kids. Uh, I have a wife and we cart around in inner city Melbourne to yeah. get coffees on the weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, right. you know, it wasn't... So you carefully place your coffee in the centre of the load yes, area. Yes, yeah. Very, <laughs> that's it. Gingerly uh, transport it back to your house. Right but what I found... <laughs> what, what, I, what I found driving in the city was it felt too... Big, oh yeah, really? Right. It's a yeah. very, very wide car, yeah. and uh-huh. uh, you know when you're navigating the streets of Fitzroy, when yeah. there's parked cars on both Ooh, sides, yeah. and you're yep. sort of trying to thread the needle in there, yes. it can get a bit hairy sometimes. Really? Uh, but you know, tech loaded to the hilt. Yeah. You know that right. surround view, but in a good monitor, way. It, absolutely yeah. in yeah. a good way. Yeah. They've done away with. They've done this in the new generation A7 as well, but they've done away with uh, you know the tactile buttons and switches for. You know, air conditioning and climate mm. control. It's all on a screen now. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But uh, the beauty of it is that the screen has a sort of haptic feedback. So it feels like you're actually clicking oh, really? down yeah, on something. Right. Oh, wow. It makes the clicking sound, it vibrates, so your finger feels, feels like something's like going down. Sh- yeah, yeah. But wow. nothing's actually it's haptic. Just a screen. Exactly. Wow, that's unreal. Yeah. So the tech in it is just absolutely incredible. Right. So you get the feeling that people who do want the primo big yep. SUV or go a Q7, they might have the kids, they need exactly. to p- everyone to pile mm-hmm. in. Yep. Well, that's but if they right. want the larger size, mm-hmm. but um, some of the tech in it, it's a bit more of a, a style statement as yep. well with yep. the way the car looks, yep. that's where you're headed. Absolutely. So would, would Audi uh, position that as its flagship SUV, yep. or is it sort of on a on a par with the with the Q7, or it, it's up there? It's the up Q- there. Okay. Q8's definitely Q8 up there. Is so one. It's just under 130 grand. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get one in, you know, a diesel. Uh, yeah. Diesel launched last year. Petrol launched earlier this year. Okay, and they've recently announced that there's going to be an SQ8, oh. so like a hotter diesel-powered okay. sort of okay. performance-oriented like version as well. Yeah, of, yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow. And you oh, know, well. rumor is there's probably going to be an RSQ8 as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. you know, series. Yeah. 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 That's probably a few years <laughs> down the track uh, because autobahn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For other markets, not for us. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Fair enough too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, look. Speaking of speed and agility and and premiumness, it's time for Musk Watch. Musk. Musky. (laughs) Muscarelli. All right, first of all, 
Look, the, the news in Elon's world has all been about Neuralink this week. We've touched on this before in Muskwatch, and it's Elon's vision of connecting people's brains to computers. So to me, that seems like mind control on a mass scale. <laughs> yeah. To him and to others, quite rightly, um, it aims to build a kind of scalable implant to connect human brains with computers. It's already been implanted apparently in rats Mm. and uh, the plans to test its brain machine interface in humans within two years. So any volunteers step forward now. Uh, I would definitely put my hand up for that. Is, yeah, there you go. It is an invasive process. Yes. So there's a little... <laughs> I can't imagine drilling into your head and shoving and something in there. It's not invasive. Iron. You just get the soldering iron out and fuse them on there. Just someone with a rusty old leather and just yep. gouging a hole. Correct. Yes, right. <laughs> Hold yeah, still. Just take a swig of this. <laughs> and the, um, the goal is a, is a very worthy one, is to eventually begin implanting devices in paralysed humans, allowing them to yeah. control wow. phones well, or is, computers yeah. or that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is a history of that. It's been done via other means. Um, but the big advance is these flexible threads, which are less likely to damage the brain and create the possibility of transfer. And you can also transfer a very high volume of data mm. that will enable this kind of weird yep. magical link um, between humans and, cool. and tech. Mm. Um, so during a QA and a at the end of this presentation, which has, has launched all this news this week, Musk revealed results that, results that the rest of the team hadn't realised he would. He said a monkey has been able to control a computer with its brain. Wow. wow. So they're, they're at that, that point. Is, uh, um, now, late night with Seth, with Seth Myers, shout out to them, I was watching a video. <laughs> he said, we already know connecting human brain to a computer is a bad idea. Picture of Trump. <laughs> the, uh, Twitter, Twitter logo. I thought that was pretty good. Now, oh, no. then... He's also been out there this week talking about retained value for Tesla cars. Mm, yep. So he has said on Twitter that Tesla's a great investment because they'll be worth more in the future once they're capable of full <laughs> self-driving. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there was a bit of Twitter back and forth with a customer who'd bought a Model 3 for $74,000 US eight, month ag- eight yep. months ago when the same car can now be purchased as an exact same car mm. for a touch over uh, 60000 yeah. yep. So yeah. this person's taken a bath. And Elon said in response, if we make all cars with full self-driving package self-driving as planned, mm. any such Tesla should be worth 100 to 200 grand <laughs> uh, as, u- as utility <laughs> increases from 12 hours a week to 60 hours yeah, a week. Yeah. Now... I did a bit of digging, and what he's meaning by extra utility is that it could be turned into a robo-taxi yes. and earn mm, yep. extra money. Yep. All right. Now, that brought on a bit of feedback. Yeah. Um, it's really the difference between an appreciating, appreciating asset mm-hmm. and one that delivers earning capacity, yeah. Yeah. Um, but still depreciates. The yeah. car itself will still be a heap, mm. you know, yeah. after mm. a certain period of time, yeah, and, and yeah. no one wants it. Yeah. So also, how many owners will actually want to do that? Exactly. How many yeah. want to yeah, exactly. do that with their car? Yeah. Also presupposes that Tesla will have level five autonomy all to itself. Mm. So there won't be any other cars out there that yeah. can yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, that's not likely. Which is highly unlikely. No. Um, and that Tesla will just give it to owners when it's available. Yep. Here's your level five autonomy. It's just a free yeah. update. I don't know whether that would be the case. No. Um, and what about reliability? What about insurance? And also, what about the cost and inconvenience of vomit, 
urine, other DNA <laughs> um, in the car when you get it back yep. from your extra utility. And I thought there was a, a great commenter um, on Jalopnik, uh, which was running the story. What's he called? Turbolence 1988 loves spinning Doritos. Wow. Said, that's, his, that's his handle. That's said, his, bit of a rotary well, fan there. Quote, yeah. quote autonomous dying. sex closet is the name of my REO Speedwagon <laughs> tribute band. <laughs> so there are oh, a few no. little things, a little, you know, hiccups here and there things, that you'd, yeah. want, you'd want to address. Yeah. I mean, just because you buy a house and then you rent, rent a room out. out doesn't house. make the house any more valuable. And if they rent the house, exactly. it's gone down in yeah, value. Absolutely. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right. So it seems to be on a false premise. But tell us what you think. Maybe we're missing some core academic, economic principle yeah. here. Um, Which is Don't probably so. likely, you know. The other thing that people <laughs> yeah. have been going off this week uh, about is FaceApp, you know, and they've been yeah, aging yes. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's maybe a plot from foreign Russia. countries to get all Russia, of our, yeah. our data by yeah. capturing people's faces. Yep. Anyway, on Twitter, a person called Deepak CFO said, Weird, I asked the face app for an older image of Elon Musk, and this is what it's showing me. And we'll show it to people watching yeah. it on YouTube. But it's actually an older face, Elon, which is quite interesting, but in an orange suit with handcuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a pretty good take on the whole thing. Oh, boy. Now, the share, pr- the share price has actually bumped up. Oh, really? um, it's at $254 for a Tesla share mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, up from 230 last okay. week. Yeah. So it's definitely on the up, on the back of a video interview that Elon actually did with Motor Trend uh, mm. magazine, yeah. where he threw a bit of shade at other automotive brands, allegedly, you know, behind the game in terms of electric uh, vehicle technology. Yeah. Yeah. Musk said that cars other than Tesla, quote, have no soul or no heart. Wow. And they wonder why nobody feels anything for them. Wow. So he's talking about EQC. Mm-hmm. He's talking about just having a, a go whole, at everyone. A whole bunch just of having stuff. a general yep. crack at everyone. So um, and Bloomberg, Bloomberg <laughs> called out another increase in production and that they're back in hiring mode. So internal yep. communications have been talking about oh, we're going to okay. ramp up production yeah. even further. Yeah. Yep. So, so people, people are in. people are buying into that. So sure. we'll see where it goes for next Muskie. week. Musky, he's oh, on yeah. fire oh, as oh, usual. Oh, well, <laughs> some of his cars. When are we going to have him on the podcast and smoke a joint hold or whatever the, he did on Joe Rogan? Hold that thought. Yeah. The invitation hold is that out there, thought. isn't it? Oh, it's an open invitation. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. there are negotiations yeah. are going on in the yeah. behind us as we speak. <laughs> uh, now, okay, with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Crafty. Thank you, and mate. And thank you, Tung. It's Top been job. An absolute pleasure. And thanks to Mr. Pritchard, who is to podcast production what Oprah Winfrey is to car giveaways. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell others about the tools. Can I just, sorry, can I just yeah. uh, jump in there? Uh, and he's wearing a sarong today, which he I thought was kind of tropical. In <laughs> the middle of winter, it's, it's kind of he's interesting. Looking he's looking hot today, yeah. like yep. a sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even if you're not enjoying it, Get it off your chest by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. We've oh, yeah. magically jumped back up to five out of five stars. Nice. Which makes no sense at all. No. I, I don't no. understand that. There have been reviews, yeah. and yet we are five yeah. out of five My stars. My mum's strange. on there a lot. Yeah. And re- I know. She's a lovely woman. Lovely. She deserves a shout out. And as soon you- as she was out of prison, she was on the <laughs> podcast just rating us. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube if you're an iTunes or other listener. Remember YouTube uh, as well, if you like. Until next week, I saw a truck overturned and on fire last night. The driver was stuck in the cab, and as the flames really took hold, he called out to me, Quick, there's an extinguisher in the back. 
And as I walked away with it, I thought, what a generous bloke. <laughs> Dad joke. Very good. Very good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff.